Fifty-three of Pod in the key of Springfield. Springfield. <laughs> Today we're looking at season five, episode twelve. But gets vermouth. Yep, but gets some vermouth. It's <laughs> gets vermouth. Very good. Um, and we're looking at season five, episode thirteen. Homer and Apu. Homer and Apu. Eh? Uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that episode, and that'll be fun. Mm. Yeah, we got some we got some things to dig into there. The first thing I want to dig into about Season 5, Episode 12, Bart Gets Famous. The first time we see Bart in this, he comes down mm. whistling this theme song for The Simpsons. He does. Does The Simpsons exist as a TV show within the universe of The Simpsons? Oh, that's a big concept to open to ask me in the first minute of the show. Uh, yes, it does. It does? Yeah. So... Is it a documentary or is it a sitcom? Do they know they're in the sitcom? What level of Truman Show egg flip omelette universe are we heading down into at this point? Hmm, interesting. Mm. Well, my guess would be that they don't realise they're in the show. Yet they have heard the theme song and not fully known where it came from. Right, that's interesting. Mm. Okay, I, I just find it strange that they would have... But, and, of course, the, the payoff for the joke is Marge says, stop whistling that annoying tune. Stop whistling that annoying tune. That's the theme of the TV show you're on. That's, that's what she says and that's how she says it. Mm. Mm. I thought... Normally, <clears throat> normally your impressions are a little better. Is there anything that's missing from that one? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, stop, stop having that annoying theme song. That's the theme song for the TV show we're on, our Marge, baby. Oh, there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was weird. You're right, I can do better. That was weird. You, you were just you were slightly off. Yeah, yeah. Slightly yeah. off. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd like to leave a little room for improvement. You know, do the second run. That's, that's a very good tactic, I suppose. Uh, so the box factory scene at the beginning of Bar Gets Vermouth yes. is... Uh, Maybe our greatest achievement as a people, I think. Uh, maybe the only art in the world of any real worth or consequence. Isn't that your theory about the Simpsons movie? The Simpsons movie? Ah, <laughs> oh, you know, only the Green Day version of the theme that oh, features in there. Of course, of course, of course. Something I was thinking while watching this scene is I feel like this specific scene from The Simpsons has, for some reason, played a relatively major part in my dating life. <laughs> That's interesting. I feel like this is the scene that will like come up in like an early date when talking about being into The Simpsons. Yeah, is that because it's easy to swing into when talking about where you should go? Like, you know, are we going to go to the movies? Are we going to go to the well? Most of my dates I go to the well. That's going to sound dirty if I say that. (laughs) (laughs) We go to the cardboard coliseum and. Sounds even worse somehow. The Cardboard Colosseum. Yes. You know, Colosseum, very similar to Colossus. Interesting. Oh, shit. Very interesting. I really enjoy this scene, but I'm not so sure... Wait a minute. In episode 52, I spent heaps of time... Of Bods. In the the key. Of Springfield. I spent heaps of time talking about Oral-B and toothpaste, and not once did I link back... to Dr. Colossus's toothpastey terrors. Oh, shit. Anyway, sorry. I just... 
Bud is really excited for a field trip at the start of this episode. He's also wearing his lucky red hat, a thing that he never wears, and they did it just so we remembered he had a lucky red hat. He's doing it very specifically for the one joke where the hat is on the box. The hat is on the box. But this had me thinking, were field trips that exciting when we were kids? It feels like a... Him being, like, super excited to go on a field trip is not super in character. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Because I kind of feel like that's actually a really interesting thing to try to put myself back in the shoes of. They were definitely interesting things because it was, it was different. Mm. But I don't know. I kind of feel like at the age of Bart, at 10... Mm. So what? The age of Buzz, that was uh, 1896 through to 1905. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. During deep Bartholomewism. Um, but no, I kind of feel like, you know, when you're around the age of 10, on the one hand, it may have been exciting, but on the other hand, literally everything was exciting at that age because everything's <clears throat> freaking new to you. But he's a little body boy. He's, you know, he's a scamp. He's this century's Dennis the Menace, bro. I don't know. How excited is he for, yeah. for a field trip generally? Although... The other thing is, weird that they don't know in advance where they're going. Yes, that's true. We've established in a previous episode, uh, when they go to the chocolate factory, that usually you go on one of these uh, these little joints, you need a permission, permission slip. slip. Where's the permission slip saying where they're going? Yes, we're they're going on a mystery tour? You can't sign off on a mystery adventure for the I, kids. I've tried and I can't. You, you can't sign off on a mystery tour. No. It's not possible. No, what um, is this? Scooby-Doo? Did they perhaps was do... Was sort of mystery element to Scooby-Doo? What was the name of their van? Uh, the Mystery Machine. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they, they went around solving mysteries. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just like a, a guy pretending he was a ghoul. Yeah. Well, Ooh, it's a ghoul. It was always, uh, it was always the, the cleaner, weirdly. Yeah. Are there some socioeconomic problematic elements oh, to Scooby-Doo? Shit, I think there might be, actually. It was, all, it was always like, oh, turns out the real scary people <laughs> is minimum wage workers. <laughs> is, are, are they the real scary people? Mr. and Mrs. Do? Ah, oh, they were just trying to take money from the, uh, you know, the nice rich couple that owns the mansion. Uh, oh. Man, I think we might at some point need to do an episode in which we de- deconstruct and ruin Scooby-Doo. Okay. Uh, what would be the name of our Scooby Doo podcast? Oh, um, uh, oh, Jesus! Scooby Dooby Doo will deconstruct you. We've got some theories on you now. You asked for the name of it, not what the theme song would be. That's the name as well. <laughs> Scooby Scooby Doo will deconstruct you. We have some theories about you now. Is the name of the podcast? Excellent. <laughs> Um, and then we would have a series of smaller episodes that we'd break up the large ones with, and they'd be called the Scooby Snacks. Yeah. Because it's like the Eat My Shorts. Yes. Um, yeah, that's great. Okay, well, like I gotta be honest, I don't really like Scooby-Doo, because I'm a 31-year-old man, but I think we can do this. I don't think I liked it as a child, really. I think you... I think uh, I found it tedious. It was it was a it was a filler. It was a filler of a cartoon when it was on. I feel like people think they like things more than they actually do. Sometimes, you yeah. know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, well, I, I've always. I mean, like Scoob. When I say always, I mean for a very long time now. Mm. I um, I feel like this argument has fallen by the wayside. But I feel like there was a time, maybe five to ten years ago, mm. where a lot of people around me would say. Oh, kids' TV just isn't as good as the stuff that we grew up with. And my response is always, yeah, who'd have thought that the stuff that was around when you were in the target audience Yeah, you're 45 age, years old, man. Exactly. Is not as entertaining when you're not outside, when you're not inside the target audience age. So... There was one, there was a morning recently 
Well, I slept in your spare room, and I came downstairs in the morning, and I was watching TV. None of that's really necessary detail, I suppose, but I was, was watching I, TV. Was I here for any of that? No, you were sleeping. Oh, I was nothing. watching TV, and I was watching the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, which Garbage. I think I liked as a kid. Absolute fucking trash. Garbage. Just doesn't hold together at all. No, so many of the... Yeah, there's a lot of early cartoons that people think are much better than they actually are. People, you know, when you're a kid, you just like bright colours and flashing lights and, you know, mm. ghouls. Mm. You do, I feel like, and also you just like being told, oh, this is the thing that you're meant to like. This is like your entertainment. Here it is. Yep, yep, exactly. But as you a discerning the... adult, you know, I'm all about, like, fucking pick a Rick, baby. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I don't get um, that show, Rick and Morty, because I'm, I'm not smart enough for it. You need, yeah, you, you, need to, you need to be very smart to, yeah, get, to yeah. get Rick and Morty. That is the problem. You're actually you're just not there. No, Rick and Morty's actually pretty good, but this is all discourse around it, and it's exhausting. Is this one of the things where, like, uh, it's okay, but its fans are not? I, like, I got a lot of thoughts on that, and I uh, probably don't want to get into them. Sure. On this episode of Puzzle in the Keep Springfield, where I will be complaining about Simpsons fans later oh, on. Excellent. <laughs> so I enjoy that they drive past, on the way to the box factory, they drive past Toy Town. Yep. They drive past the fireworks testing range, and they drive past the slide factory. Yeah, did you ever go to the slide factory when you were young? No. But the, no. the, the thing that I have about... Yes, you have a slide sausage is made. The thing that I have... The query that I have about this is, isn't it more Simpsons-y for the fireworks testing range to be the third? Because they have it as the middle, but I think that's more ridiculous than the slide factory. Hmm. It almost feels like they go up and then come back down a bit. Well, the thing is, like, a fireworks testing facility could conceivably exist, whereas a slide factory is a step into the absurdist... They have to be... I mean, the way that it's depicted, it is. Yeah. But, I mean, I think a slide factory is more likely to exist than a fireworks testing range. I feel like the construction of this particular specific slide factory where the slides are coming out the windows... Yeah, okay. Is and there's, like, loops too absurd. and stuff. Okay, okay. So it's the absurdity as opposed... Yeah. yeah, okay. I was probably looking... I was looking for escalation on the wrong axis. And, of course, once we get to the Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie show, we get the definitive fireworks factory joke, and uh, this yes. one becomes irrelevant. That's true. So, you know, maybe they were pre-thinking. They already had Poochie in mind, so again, you know, they were rubbing their mitts together saying, oh, we're going to make that Poochie money. Rubbing their hands together saying, where's Poochie? Yeah. Where yeah. is Poochie, by the way? Uh, I have no funny answers for that. Okay, good. Poochie had to go live on a farm. Oh, you killed him. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. One thing I really like in this episode, they make a little character change that I am staunchly in favour of. Which is? Early in the show, Krabappel used to be far more toadying, I think. She was, you know, very on board with whatever Martin was into. She was, you know, mm. sort of the authority figure in the classroom, you know, mm. kind of opposed to Bart. I really like that in this one, her and Bart are clearly equally bored by the box factory. Yeah, that's a good point. I think there's a nice touch. It develops her more as a character. Mm. And it's good. And then Skinner aligns more with, with Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a little nerdy boy. Little nerdy boy. I also, I love in this uh, this opening box factory scene when they're, they're asking the questions of the guy and the man says these boxes could hold anything, baby, even children's candy. And Milhouse very excitedly says, uh, do any of these boxes have candy? I love how Milhouse is just so desperate to find anything to cling on to yeah, yeah, yeah. that the mere 
concept of candy mm. is so exciting to him. It is good. And I enjoy that he says, no, we only make boxes to be f- to hold nails, yeah. to be filled with nails. Yeah. Nails is an excellent item to choose, I think. Yeah. And the boxes are very big for nails, I would have thought. I would have thought so too. Yeah. Are these nails getting like, they're being packaged up for like, you know, to be sold in Bunnings or some other hardware store mm. where they are, you know... Packages of things, but and we know that the boxes are finished in Flint, Michigan. Is that a? Do they make a lot of nails in Flint? I don't know if they do, but I I think that the um, very strange economics of economics build, of building a box in Springfield, in whichever state it's in, um, and then well, we've established uh, was it Texas we decided on Southern Texas, yeah. Southern Texas. So it's very odd to build a box in Southern Texas and then ship it to Michigan for the sides to be folded in and taped together. Mm, I forgot you used to be in the box industry. <laughs> yes. Um, Simon and Garfunkel wrote a song about me. It's called The Boxer. Um, oh, yeah. How'd it go? I'm just a box boy, though my story's seldom told. Mm, I, I have squandered my resistance for a box full of mumbles, such are promises. That's nails. Such, such an unnecessarily <laughs> niche joke. I'm just singing a song and replacing two of the words to box. It's not even a particularly creative parody. I remember that guy. He was once a true friend of mine. Is that a reference to a Simon and Garfunkel song I don't get? Yeah, that's uh, Parsley Sage, Rosemary and Thyme. Oh. <laughs> I only know like two. Huh. Simon and Garfunkel's. Huh. And then I know John Simon and Jimmy Garfunkel. <laughs> Jimmy I've, Garfunkel. I've never. I don't think I've ever met someone with the surname Garfunkel. Seems like it's a fairly uncommon. I, I know about Garfield. I, I think it's quite a. Um, I think <laughs> it's quite an uncommon. Sorry, I'm laughing at the worst joke of all time. <laughs> Just Good. imagining like a Garfield, like, you know, hate Mondays, loves lasagna. And then a Garfunkel, uh, hates Munfunkel, loves lasagna Funkel. Like, it doesn't even make any sense. I was walking past a cafe the other day and they had a sign out the front saying, uh, Monday only, lasagna $15. I'm like, wow, wow they really try to fix Garfield's bad day here. Wow, they are. Yeah. Was it run by Odie? <laughs> Possibly. I posted it on Twitter. It got like three likes. I feel like I should have done more than Needed that. Needed more than that. I didn't see it. I'm literally going to find it right now. I'll cause... go to my media tab and just scroll till you find the, the lasagna sign. I'm going to have to scroll past all the hardcore pornography that you like and upload. <laughs> yep. That's me, Arnie Hammer himself. Arnie Hammer, if you are out there, we would love to have you on the podcast. You sure. were in Adelaide last October. You didn't even offer to come on. Wait, I've got some questions to ask about what happened just there. <laughs> um... Arnie Hammer was in Adelaide to promote Hotel Mumbai. Black Mirror, Ethan should get an Oscar, Game of the Gear list. You're just going through my tweets I'm, now. I'm on your media tab and it was not there. This could not be interesting to listen to. <laughs> no. Is it possible that it got fewer likes than you thought because it was never uploaded? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it got uploaded, otherwise it would get no likes, right? What? Well, I'm back to... When was it in relation to the photo of the dog chasing the tennis ball? Yeah, one second. Sorry, future James. Here it is. Oh, that's ages ago. It was the 21st of December. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, give that a like and give that a retweet just for fun. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Thank God. Um, but the bit confusing bit is when I started typing in your username, it asked me if I wanted to see photos of Jicky Schnee. 
<laughs> well, do you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure who Jicky Schnee is. Okay, Jicky Schnee appears to be a model. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, Jicky Schnee. Jicky Schnee. Now, this episode gives us a line, uh, you'll have to speak up, I'm wearing a towel. Mm. Do you think that could have been an alternate name for our podcast? Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. You'll have to pot up, I'm wearing a towel. <laughs> <laughs> um, excellent phrase. Use if anyone count. out there still needs a name for their Simpsons podcast, uh, first of all, fuck off, get out of the game. Uh, this is our town and we run it. But, you know, if you need a name. And, uh... <laughs> um, uh, no, the, one of those lines that's just said countless times. On the phone to everyone. Yeah, it's one of those things. It is good stuff. One of those things that's just really worked its way into the popular vernacular. Yes. So, uh, little buddy boy, he makes his way onto the crusty the the clown set. Now, just before we get there... Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, on, onto the set. Okay, we're not quite there yet. No more. Okay. Uh, I, I love the scene where he steals the Danish yes. from What's-His-Face, Kent Brockman. Brockman. And he says, yoink. And then Brockman says, yoink, in yes. response. It is good. It's good use of yoink. Very good use of the word yoink. I think yoink is a good... Uh, would you call it a verb or an expl- exclamation? Oh, I... Uh, hmm, I, I feel I, like maybe it's used as both. I, I think it could instance. be both. In some respect... I mean, it's, it's almost... It's edging towards onomatopoeia. Yeah, I was thinking the same edging thing. Edging towards onomatopoeia. I yeah. mean... Because hmm, it is inextricably linked... With a sneaky yeah. snatch. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's like a swishing noise yeah. of the uh, an object being uh, you know removed, yeah. obfuscated. What did you think of sneaky snatch? Sneaky snatch isn't that that new thing Twitter's talking about? Uh, yeah, sure. Sneaky snatch is a um, a new badger superhero who solves crimes in his spare time. Badger. Yeah. Cool. Sneaky snatch would be a good name for a badger superhero. I think. I guess so. I did play Bandersnatch. Was that? That was the Black Mirror thing everyone was talking yeah, about. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I was just, I was just. Should wondering... you choose your own adventure podcast? I was wondering if the choice of Badger was a deliberate attempt to introduce another um, uh, uh, female genital euphemism. No, I just think badgers are funny. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. I, I, I didn't think that was intentional. Badgers, raccoons, you know, just you know, animals look funny. I didn't think that was intentional. I wanted to. A highlight for any listeners. I like little raccoons. They run around. They got those funny faces. Yeah, well. yeah. Raccoons, badgers. You know, it's a. Uh, what am I talking about? What are we doing? Here? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, raises the possibility of getting a job. <clears throat> yes. And Marge is a little concerned. Homer goes off on a story. Yeah. Homer's story is one in which he has a one-man band called Archie Bell and the Drills. Yeah. And then he says, "Here's a song called Tighten Up." And this is the music you tighten up to. Now, Archie Bell and the Drills, I didn't know this until Googling. They're a real American R&B group from the really? 60s. Huh. Showing you the Spotify now. Oh, yeah? They do have a song called Tighten Up. And this is the music you tighten up to. <laughs> oh, that is actually the song. It is actually what Homer plays. He just fucks it. Hi, everybody. I'm Archie Bell with the Trails of Houston, Texas. We don't only sing, but we dance just as good as we want. So, so Homer has stolen I find their it, music. I find it very... That's one of those things where I just go, clearly there was someone in the writer's room that wanted to flex 
about this yeah, 1960s. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Weird, weird flex, yeah. but okay. Uh, that wanted to flex about how they knew this this Motown <clears throat> group that well, this R and B group that not many people possibly know about. Mm. Um, but it's one of those things where it's to reference it and to then reference the song and then not take it anywhere. I just walk away going. So what was the takeaway from that exactly? Yeah, it's mostly just Homer being attacked by a little monkey. Uh, okay, that is the takeaway. Yeah. Did Archie Bell and the Drills get attacked by a monkey? You're the one who introduced the concept of this being a real bad to me. Right. Seconds ago. I, so uh, I'm inclined to say yes. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad we sorted that out. Ah, sorry. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> Hush, Archie. <laughs> now, this episode has one of those uh, How the Simpsons Has Ruined My Life moments. Sure. When... Little buddy boy, he comes back home, they find out he hasn't been turned into a box. Box. Their boy a box. Box. Uh, he comes in and he talks about the box and Marge asks if he would like to get a, you know, a career in the box industry. And he says, well, that'll always be the dream. This is a phrase I use maybe every day at this point. Yeah, I have heard you use that phrase a lot. It is one of my standbys for a situation that you know I what? consider I undesirable. I didn't... Like coming here to record a podcast... <laughs> I didn't realise that in, into this state of squalor, <laughs> I didn't realise that that was the originating point of that phrase. But I do. Oh, it is one hundred percent that. Yeah, yeah. That that's interesting. That sarcastic response. Because there are even, I think there have even been times when, uh, when I will use that phrase back to you because I know you use that phrase so often. I think. Look, I probably have also used it unironically. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Hmm. I, I genuinely enjoy finding out that things like this, you know, traits that I have just grown yeah. to accept as part of you actually originate from The Simpsons. Slowly. You know, that thing yeah. we do a podcast Slowly about. but surely discovering that there are actually no original parts to me. Everything is just a vague mishmash of different pop culture oh, influences that? that I've picked up over time. But isn't that the case with everyone? Mm. Even people that are so-called original, <laughs> it's just taking two things from disparate influences and putting them together. Yeah, probably. Like Homer with his Archie Bell band. Is that a surprise? Is that is that a take that I'll be happy with? I think it is. Yeah, I think it's probably fine. Yeah, I think it's probably fine. Everything probably fine. Everything is probably fine <laughs> when you work in a team. Yeah, I like all the stuff with Bumblebee Man in this. I saw the movie Bumblebee the other day. Pretty good. Directed that- by Travis Knight. Is that the movie about the Transformer? Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's a robot and he makes friends with a young lady and they're friends and it's good. Oh, yeah. And everyone saw the movie like, oh, she wants to fuck the robot, oh, they're going to fuck. I'm like, okay, this is a movie about a young girl who is sad because her dad is dead and she has no friends. Why? She doesn't want to fuck the robot. The robot's her friend. That's the relationship. They're friends. Mm. Stop talking about her fucking the robot. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Good movie. Really liked it. Sure. Yeah. yeah I'll take your word for it. Yeah, no robots get fucked. I'm not going to say it. Which is, well, obviously. <laughs> So, good movie about a robot that yes. uh, is an incel and <laughs> just has to deal with it. I assume. I don't know. Sure. I mean, maybe the robot's fucking other robots. The robot could be fucking. I don't know. Are robots incels? That's a question. <laughs> is it? I don't know. <laughs> At what level of like uh, advanced AI... Can a robot start to... I mean, I guess it depends on the design of the robot, right? Have we done Radio Bart? Yes. No, wait. Sorry, not Radio Bart. Have we done Bart Gets an Elephant? Mm, I don't think so. 
Because right. I just I just looked at my bookcase and saw the green elephant that I won at the bowling alley <laughs> with the help of mostly your tickets from the sideshow. I games. think they were mostly uh, Chains? Chains tickets. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, yeah, you're right. They were. Um, uh, and we're going to give that away when we do Bart gets an elephant. Are we? I, I that was the plan. That was why I got the elephant. <laughs> I don't know exactly how we're going to give it away. <laughs> they only just like drive past someone's house and hurl it onto their lawn. Oh. So there's a scene in this where Bart has become Krusty's assistant. Yes. And uh, Krusty rings him up and says, I need a set of prints on a candlestick. Meet me in the observatory. I think that's the line. Yeah. So this is a reference to, depending on what region you're in, the game Cluedo or Clue. It's called Mm. Clue in America. It's called Cluedo over here. Right. Uh, Has Krusty killed someone? I think so. I think he's committed murder. Yeah. And and he's going to frame a little boy for it. He wants to pin little Barty boy for it. But Bart... Get this, get, he didn't do it. Uh, oh. 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 That's funny. Isn't it curious that in the previous episode, Homer became a vigil ant, and mm. now Bart is an assist ant? Are you building towards the larger ant theory here? I might be. Okay. I might be. Okay. I haven't got it yet. I'm still building. Because I think we get Deep Space Homer in this season as well, so you we got what? some, yeah. You know what that pivots around? Chips. My, my, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, chips. Some ant, but yeah. mostly chips. Yes. And a rod. Mm. And Todd. <laughs> this is good. Free Jones from uh, TV's... What TV show was that? Rock Bottom. Wouldn't have thought so. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. I noticed, uh, I noticed an interesting thing here. You remember back in season one where Homer dances with the uh, Princess, Princess Cashmere? Cashmere. Yep. And he walks into the Quickie Mart and that one guy says, Hey, hey! Sure, there's doo 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 kid, but I'm thinking about Hey Hey Man. Oh, the Hey Hey Man. Yeah, yeah okay. Hey Hey. Did you notice that he was in the audience of the Crusty the Clown show when Bud did the I Didn't Do It? No, I didn't yeah. notice that. He's, he's fucking he's bopping back. around there, yeah. Yeah, right. It was distinctly his character design I recognized, like, there he is. Hey Hey Guy. Yeah. It is interesting that Princess Cashmere occasionally just still rocks up in places too. Always in the background though. I don't think she really no. says anything. No, always in the background. Mm. So that's strange. This is just a weird little thing. Like, hmm. I wonder how consciously they were trying to keep a level of consistency and how much is this, let's just reuse old character models. And then, if that's the case, where the fuck is Norm? Where the fuck is Norm? Mm. Shocker. We gotta keep, we gotta be vigilant on that. We gotta keep an eye out. I don't think this guy's Norm. I don't think Hey Hey Guy's normal. No, he's his own guy. Because Homer would have name-checked him. Yeah, he seems like he has his own life. He, you know, he's out there just doing whatever it is that he does. Yes. Maybe just, like, following people and, like, reacting to what he believes to be their professions. Follows people and just greets them. Yeah. All day, hey, hey. He's all day, hey, hey. All day, hey, hey. Mm. And all night, uh... I don't know, we'll figure that out. All right. But... <laughs> I feel like the first half hour of episode 52 took all of our energy and threw it away. No, we got this. We're good. All right. Uh, Now, I was thinking, this whole I didn't do it thing feels very modern day meme-y to me. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It felt like, you know, like, if it happened these days, we'd have like a Fortnite dance about it. I've never learned any of these Fortnite dances. I've never flossed in my life. I don't think it's... I, I think you're 32. You shouldn't be flossing. No? no. My teeth are falling out, though, so I think I should be doing something about that. But, um, no, it's, it's not for you. 
No. Nor is it for me. You don't think I should learn how to floss? No. You don't think I'd be like the cool guy out there just no. uh, on the dance floor? No. How's it go? It's like you do this with your arms. We're not going to try to floss. Does one go behind? On is, a visual it, medium. is it in front and then behind? We're not doing this. <laughs> We're not doing this. Um, uh, yeah. I found it interesting that, like, you know, two years ago, uh, any time there were children on screen at a sporting event, they were dabbing, and people mm. got really angry about it. People are very worked up about dabbing. I know. And then... I don't know that I've ever dabbed either. It's like, there's not much to it, is it? You just sort of, like, you point your arms upwards, and then you put your face downwards? Is that the entire thing? That is correct, yeah. Okay. Um, so, people got shitty with the dabbing thing, and now that kids are flossing, there is part of me that's like, hmm... Is this really better than dabbing? I don't understand why people are angry at dabbing, though. It doesn't make any sense. It's the most accessible of dance moves. Is it a dance move? It's just a thing kids do. Um, I think people are upset with it because they feel like they're not part of it. I yeah. honestly think that's what it all comes down to. Because it, they didn't do it. Because they oh, oh. because they didn't do it. And they see when every kid does it, there is a part of you going, What the fuck? I don't know what this is. But then you go, well, who cares? It's not for me. And you yeah, because I'm not on. a child. Because I'm not a child. And you just move on. But there are some people who go, no, that has to stop because it's not for me. Mm. Selfish people, mostly. Yeah, mostly. Mostly. Man, there's a, there's a scene in this where Bar becomes quite popular with his uh, not doing things. Yes. And there's a line of people lined up to see him. And the things that he doesn't do. Sure. And his, his grandpapa. <laughs> and the things that he doesn't do. Grandpa Simpson's in the line, and he says something along the lines of, I have to pay to see my own grandson, that's the Democrats for you. Which reminded me of uh, a friend of mine became a game developer. I used to work with him, and he's been working on this game. And sure. I went to this convention, and I had to book an appointment to see him oh. to play his game. And I'd, like, I booked the appointment... Uh, I, I, I said to him in advance, like, I can't really write about your game. Like, we're two close friends. Like, yes. I don't, you know, I can't in good conscience write anything about your game. But I basically had to book an appointment to catch up with him. And in that moment, I felt exactly like mm. Grandpa. He's like my grandson. Excellent. In that he's about a year younger than me. And did you pay the guy five bucks like Grandpa did? Did I pay him five dollars? Yeah. I made him pay me five dollars. I'm a corrupt games journalist. Oh, uh, yeah. I see. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything because you yell at me. <laughs> I have nothing left on this episode. I know you do. Okay, well, what have I got here? There's a reference to Oliver North, which is a weird little thing, because I... He, like... What did he do? He, like, committed some sort of crime or something. Ugh, he later consulted on Call of Duty. I know that much, and oh, people were very upset about it. I have no idea who Oliver North is, and uh, American Commentator is what comes up here. American commentator. Uh, political commentator, television host, military historian, author. I'm just going to go straight to... If the Wikipedia has a section about controversy, I'm going to go there. <laughs> uh, this is the episode that originates the phrase woozle wuzzle, which is, of course, now a phrase that we have stolen and that our podcast is, you know, largely centred on. Uh, podca- uh, that doesn't sound familiar to me. No? No. Okay, good. What do, what do you mean this phrase appears in our podcast? Ours? You sure? Pods in the Key Springfield. Yeah, pods in the pods in the key of Springfield. That's weird. Pods, was pods in the pods in the key of Springfield. <laughs> yes, that that's the little spin-off podcast I have about this podcast. <laughs> that's what we need more spin-off. <laughs> it's uh, me and pods. my friend uh, Johnny Savino just talking about <laughs> just talking about each episode of Pods in the Key of Springfield. Oh, so it's like the Talking Dead, like that that kind of vibe. 
Yeah, it's uh, a recent episode. Uh, we love love the beast. Uh, really, really did big numbers. Oh, so you guys are a fair way behind then in the yeah, canon of positive. Yeah. We're getting far more downloads than this show though, which is weird. That, that hurts. Yeah. Conan O'Brien is in this episode. Of course, you know he was a writer on The Simpsons. Then yeah. he went and got his own talk show. Yeah. He has his own podcast now. He's directly competing against us. <sighs> he entered the market just to try to sink us. I don't know if you're familiar with his podcast. No, I'm not. Is that any good? I've listened to two episodes. They're all right. It's a uh, Conan needs a friend. Mm. And the concept is that he has interviewed a lot of people and none of them are his friends. And he's like, hey, Goober, be my friend. Hmm. All right? I got no friends. Hmm. Hey, see, um, this podcast is about you and me and we're friends. And we're the only friends we have, really, in this world that is, this is against true. us. People yes. like Conan O'Brien, you know, knocking at the door trying to hmm. take away from our success. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> good luck holding it, Conan. I mean, I'm sure that his interviews with, you know, Will Ferrell and... Uh, Kristen, Kristen Bell have, you know, not nearly done the numbers of our, uh, our episode reviewing the Butterfinger chocolate bar. <laughs> Far out. Um, yeah, it wouldn't even strike me as an option to listen to a podcast by Conan O'Brien. No? No. <laughs> For some reason, my brain just does not engage. <laughs> just refuses to, refuses to even acknowledge exist. it as a thing that exists or a possibility. There was a relatively high-profile podcast that I was like, oh, "Okay, I'll check that out," because I noticed in the um, uh, the the charts on Pocket wasn't Joe Rogan, was it? No, no, no. no. <laughs> in the charts on Pocket Cast, the app I listened to, it had mm. like you know new and trending, and it was a Jamie Oliver lead up to Christmas podcast called Jamie Jamie's Christmas Cracker. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is going to be, you know, whatever it is, five-part series and we'll get you ready for Christmas. No stress. It'll be the best. Blah, 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 blah. They did one episode and never came back. <laughs> they uploaded one episode on like the 13th of November and then we never heard from them again. I feel like very famous people can afford to just drop a podcast, you know, put out one episode like, okay, that's it. Doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah. And then just go, I assume I'll just live off the royalties of this. Wait. Yeah. You've, you've drastically misunderstood what podcasting <laughs> is. But they immediately get fucking advertising deals on there. You know, you listen to the first episode, it's like, uh, frog in a box, get a bunch of frogs sent to your house. What are you waiting for? You need these frogs. Open the box, the frogs hop everywhere, they take over the house. It's the frog's house now. Frog in a box. Fucking get around it. And, you know, they make so much money through that sponsorship deal with Frog in a Box. This is awkward, because I've been approaching Frog in a Box to ask if they'll sponsor us, but I think after that, tear down. I was going to say, there are a lot of toads in this house, and I feel like they have been don't, tricking you. Don't mention the competitor. You can't go mentioning toads in a sack while I'm trying to get Frog in a Box on board. Fuck! Oh, you've been courting both of them? You've been well, playing that you've been like playing them off against each other like Yojin Boy? Well, I hadn't started doing that. I was trying to go, I was trying to butter up each of them individually. Well don't butter up a frog. No, not the frogs, the companies. <laughs> trying to butter up each of the businesses and then I was gonna start playing them against each other. Okay. Once I had them both on side, but I was still trying to call. But you them. kept slipping up and calling it like a you know toad in a box and frog in a sack. Yeah, it did get quite confusing actually. Yeah. So, what about all the snails you've got in the house? Is that related? Oh, satchel of snails. <laughs> yeah. 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 Frankly, that was just for fun. I, I, I wasn't trying to court them. I just so we don't need to record an ad read for satchel of snails. No, 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 no. I, that that was just a personal purchase. It wasn't a pod related purchase. <laughs> Oh man, well this is awkward because I've been talking to personal purchases about uh, 
you know, getting their getting their services involved. Wait, what? What the uh, the business called personal purchases? Yeah. Oh fuck! Well, yeah, what well, they, they do? Well, they you know they make purchases, but they make them very personal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What can I purchase through them? Can I get a cylinder of salamanders? <laughs> Uh, no, for that you're gonna need the lizard lobby. <laughs> oh, the lizard lobby. Yeah. Right. Is that is that that's a, this is a shop? A, yeah. You get the salamander pack. The salamander pack. It's fifty dollars a lobby. month. Sometimes you get a salamander. Right. But is it delivered in a cylinder? <laughs> it's really more of a, a sphere. A sphere. Yeah. <laughs> a salamander sphere. I see. Yeah. That's through their sphere of skins program. Is there anything to do with um, a three liter bottle mostly full of axolotls? <laughs> Great use of the word mostly. <laughs> well, you know, there's got to be some crickets in there. <laughs> no, I just meant you couldn't entirely fill it, or the, the little buggers wouldn't be able to breathe. <sighs> ah. Is that the weirdest riff we've ever done? Not even in the top 10, I think. Fuck. What a damning statistic. Jesus. So when, at the end of this episode, uh, Buzz played out, people what, like... Uh... What episode? Oh, The Simpsons. That's all right. At the end of this one where Bart, you know, nobody's that interested in, you know, his shtick anymore. Does he just lose his internship with Krusty as well? I guess so. Because Krusty's like, alright kid, out you go, you're done, you're done now. He just doesn't have his job anymore. Something that I've never quite liked about this episode <clears throat> is because Bart has the moment where he locks himself in his room and he's like, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm a one-trick wonder. Baby, this I'm is, Bart. This is bullshit, I'm yeah. Bart, I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. And then the very next performance he does is the performance where everyone turns against him and says, this is shit, you're shit. Right after the quite sweaty repetitiveness is my job joke. Yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I I almost wish that there was one more in there where Bart finally turned around on his opinion. He had one more performance that went quite well and then the next one was the one that died. I just think it's... I just feel sorry for Bart at the drasticness of the turn. <laughs> but also, something I hadn't noticed until today, mm. taking the more analytical view, no wonder the last performance failed. It was just him standing in front of a curtain saying, I didn't do it. Yeah. They didn't even have a setup, no, no. matter how sweaty, to use your vernacular, the set- setup would have the been. The vernacular that I've stolen from the podcast Blank Check with Griffin and David, to be clear. Sure. Just to, you know, give my references. Is that Griffin, to be clear, and David, to be clear? Are they the To Be Clear brothers? They are the To Be Clear brothers. Yeah, interesting. Well, yeah. I'm glad that they're heading off into podcast world. But mm. uh, not, not a single moment of setup. So no wonder the joke failed. It is strange because that is not an inherently funny line. It's funny. You know, when he says it to the kids in the classroom, it's like, uh, it's like in the show Party Down where Adam Scott has to keep saying, are we having fun yet to everyone? Have you seen Party Down? No. It's a great show, though. No. You didn't even know how Adam Scott was in the previous episode. You know, no. People are, there's a, you know... People are listening, they, they pay attention. Uh, it's a continuum. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to a vacuum. <laughs> Fuck. So yeah, good episode. Season 5, episode 13. Homer and Apu. Homer and Apu. Uh, so this is a... Cool. This is a thing. Uh, the Apu controversy. This is a thing we have to talk about now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's, let's address that. I see now why you wanted me to take a break <laughs> so I can regain my sanity before we dive into a... Very deep topic. Yes. Well, a, a VDT. So my look, my very basic thoughts on all of this. 
I had to. I want to say up front. I haven't actually seen the documentary that uh, the problem with Apu by I, I don't remember the guy's name, but uh, the you know the popular Indian comedian who made the documentary. All I can think is Kamal Nanjiani, but I don't think it's him. It's not Kamal Nanjiani. <sighs> But, uh, it's Harry something. Uh, oh, d- we have to get this right. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Konda, Konda Bolu? That is the very basic research we should do. Hari Kondabolu. Okay, so I haven't actually, I haven't seen the documentary. My apologies for any pronunciation there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm not going to discuss, we shouldn't discuss what's in the documentary having not seen it. No. But my very basic understanding of all of this is that Apu being the representative, the the figure in The Simpsons who is representing Indian culture, yes, has historically been a problem for a lot of people of Indian heritage, especially as children growing up. Yes, a lot of people have said that they were made fun of, or yes. you know, they the character didn't reflect their lives, that sort of thing. Yes, and my take on this is no matter how much you like Apu as a character, and I I quite like Apu on some level. I think yep. he's an interesting character. You cannot dismiss the actual things that have happened to real people. Totally. That is my position. If people say that the depiction of this character has hurt them or that you know their life has in some way been worse off because of how the character is depicted and played by a white man. and yeah. I think a lot of the issue is that he's the only Indian character on the show, mm-hmm. so he comes to stand in for Indian culture yeah. within the context of The Simpsons. And, you know... Obviously, that's a lot to put on one character, but the fact that he's played by a white man doesn't help, mm-hmm. obviously. And, you know, if people tell you that this has been a bad experience for them and that there were problems in their life because of this character, you can't tell them those problems don't matter. Like, those are real. That happened. You can like the character, but still admit that it's not an ideal situation. Yeah. That we have this Indian character played by a white man who is representing a lot of stereotypes. Yeah. So I think that's the uh, my main thought on this, having not, like I said, not watched the documentary, just, you know, trying to be open to the issues people have here. And I have very little tolerance for the many people who get worked up at the idea that everyone should just, like, be happy with the character and just, uh, you know, because they like who the character is, you know, that invalidates everyone's bad experiences. Yeah. And, you know, I think... We have to be very open to the idea that these things can be issues for people. There can be problems with the things we like. And yes, that's a bunch of thoughts I have on this. It's an interesting one because um, people tend to react really badly when you start criticizing something that they have always assumed is fine. Yeah, and that's what a lot of this podcast has been so far because we love The Simpsons, but... uh, Watching it back, there's a lot of things like, oh, yeah, I can see why that's not so great. Totally. Um, And, you know, I think for a lot of people, it comes across as a personal attack on on them. And it's curious that so many people react to it that way, because it's almost like, well, if it felt like a personal attack on you, 
And the thing that, sorry, if, if the thing that feels like a personal attack on you is mm. someone saying that it felt like a personal attack on them, uh, you should be pretty clear to put yourself in their shoes and think yeah. about how that felt. Um, the other thing is this year there was a rumor that was fast dispelled that The Simpsons was going year. to, yeah, last year. <laughs> this year's only been two days long so far. That's true. Well, there was a rumor yesterday. No, it was last year that... Um, <laughs> there was a rumor earlier this morning. That The Simpsons was going to get rid of Apu, stop having him on the show... Uh, the voice actor whose name escapes me. Harry Shearer? Yes, Harry. No, it's not Harry Shearer. It's um the other one. One of the other guys. But he sort of said like, oh, yeah, like uh, maybe it would be a good idea for me to not voice the character anymore. Sure. That, you know, that my... Hank Azari, I believe. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Yeah, he said, you know, that might be if they recast it, I'd be fine with that. And then there was a rumor quickly dispelled that they were just going to get rid of the character entirely. And people yep. got so up in arms, like so upset by this, which I don't understand because most of the people getting upset, let's be honest, don't watch the show anymore. The show. Like it's not going to impact no. them at all. No. And, you know, the idea that like, you know, people were saying, oh, they're capitulating to this censorship, this, you know, cultural censorship and... You know, fuck all of that. Like, we should change with the times. We should get better. We should improve. Yeah. If something you're making is upsetting to people and you can address the problem, you should address the fucking problem. It's, uh... Mm -hmm. Yes. So, look, I guess my final word on all of... Well, maybe not my final word. I have a podcast about The Simpsons. I'll probably have to talk about this again at some point. But, you know, you can like this character... I like the character. You can still accept there are problems. It has been a problem for people. Could have been better. You know, nobody's going to go and erase these old episodes. They still exist. You can still watch them. Nobody's ever going to take that away from you. Nobody's going to tell you you're a piece of shit for liking the show. Like, I don't think anyone has said anything like that in any of their arguments. People just, you know, they have an issue with this character. The issue is fair. Uh, Your life is not going to get more difficult because of that. Just, you know... My thinking is, if you're one of these people who is very worked up about the idea that Apu's going to be censored, or you believe that uh, people being upset about Apu is somehow impinging on your personal right as a presumably white person who is watching the show, you know, calm down, learn to be a bit more empathetic of people, don't worry so much uh, about things that don't affect you. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, man, Apu. Especially when there are like, you know, and I know that it's not, uh, not a valid argument to say that. Well, you shouldn't argue about this because there are more important things to argue about. Yeah, but cutting Apu out of the Simpsons, if that's what they decide to do, not such a big deal yeah. in a world where a month ago Subway tried to remove pickles from their salad options. They did. Genuinely infuriating. Really? When I went to the um, uh, Maya Center Subway not so long ago. So you know how Subway's had all the menu changes recently? Yes. They brought in extra sauces. They've changed the cheeses. Uh, they've changed the way... The, 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 I don't think I've been to a Subway since all these changes came into well, effect. Well, now the turkey is like actual sliced turkey breast. It's not like Ooh, weird, okay. weird shaved turkey anymore. And they have whole grain mustard as a condiment option now. Really? Except the whole grain mustard is at the end of the process where the sauces are. As far as I'm concerned, it should be at the start where the cheese is. It's a spread. It should be going exactly. uh, on the bread. Directly on the bread. Yeah. 
they got rid of old English cheese. They've just got cheddar and a grated mozzarella now, which is okay. strange. But um, I said, oh, and you, you know, everything except olives. And she said, oh, you'll be glad that pickles are back then. And I was like, back? She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. As part of these changes, we got rid of pickles. But customers complained, so we brought them back. Why did you get rid of pickles? Oh, it's really messy for the staff. But the pickles are the same as the jalapenos. Like, they're both just pickled vegetable in brine. I got really confused by that. That, genuine tragedy. Cutting up who out of The Simpsons, not a problem. Yeah. There's so many other characters. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things people have said is, wouldn't it be great if they introduced a new character who was of Indian descent and played by an actor of Indian descent? And sure. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Not that I've watched The Simpsons in a long time and neither of a lot of the people complaining, but... I mean, the only the only recent episode of The Simpsons I've seen is when that bastard Elliot from The Simpsons <laughs> in Dead Space has watched them. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, I assume at some point we'll catch up with him again, we'll be forced to do another one. Yeah, forced to. Yeah. At, at gunpoint. Yes. <laughs> I think the real problematic person here is... El- no. <laughs> um, we so- love you, Elliot. Speaking of letter, speaking of words that sound like Elliot J. O'Neill, uh, expired ham um, doesn't sound anything like him at all. It's only the E. But um, we see Apu scratching the date off expired ham. Yeah. Did you notice that that ham is not even in the fridge? It's hanging next to a pack of pens. Yeah, slightly open, expired. Yeah. Yeah. Non-refrigerated. And this episode is Bad what? Ham. 1992? Two or three, the ham expired in 1989, mm. the year Taylor Swift was born. Um, and uh, <laughs> that's not touched so far. 1989, the year exactly. that The Simpsons, I think, might have premiered. 23 years after Revolver came out, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so that is very, very, very expired ham. 23 years ago, that day that Sgt. Pepper taught the band to play. Oh, that ham is now 30 years old. Oh, oh yeah. Because it's 2019. It is. What a world. 30-year-old ham. Say to myself, what a wonderful world. I say to myself, what, what, an, expired, world. what an expired ham. <laughs> I'm Selma. What? I'm Selma. Oh, I'm Selma. <laughs> now, when uh, Homer eats the ham, he gets very sick, and he goes back to try to complain. He says, hey, what's the big deal over here? I'm Homer. What's the deal with ham? Uh, Apu offers him two pails full of uh, expired prawns. Frozen trip, yes. Yes. And that's weird, right? To be serving them in pails? Yeah. Those pails would have monetary value beyond the cost of the the expired shrimp, I would think. I suppose so. And it's 10 pounds, too. What's 10 pounds in kilos? Uh, 10 pounds in kilos. That's, uh, I'm going to say... Fuck Um, (laughs) I like that you went for something with alarming specificity though Which is good Specificity is a word I'm not sure how to say So I just really (laughs) Specificity I I really just I try to approach it like a Like you you know when you skim a stone across a lake Yeah And towards the end it just starts going (laughs) That's the approach I take to saying the word specificity Um uh, and you put a, I, I seem to put on a bit of a, 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 a voice for it as well. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I won't be able to answer that question with the proper specificity. Uh, but, <laughs> with um, the uh, specificity. Yeah. The foot owner problem. Yeah. Um, I like the use of the word geezer. That's good. Yeah. The, uh, the, the geezers and freezers news story that yes. I was watching early on. And then 
They say we've been told to apologize for the use of the word geezer. Coming up next, the case of the cantankerous old geezer. Yeah, it is good. I want to know more about this. The cantankerous old geezer. I want to know what this is. It sounds like a Hardy Boys adventure to me. <laughs> no, I believe it refers to uh, one of the pyramids in Egypt when they're in a bit of a mood. Okay. Because the pyramids are at Giza. Oh, okay. G-I-Z-A. Yes. Instead uh, of yeah. G-E-Z-E-R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep explaining further. <laughs> oh, oh, I find jokes get funnier when you continue to explain them. Uh, no, I believe that one of the pyramids was in a bit of a mood, and so it was known as the cantankerous old geezer. Cantankerous is a really fun word. Cantankerous is a good word. Yeah. Have you ever called anyone cantankerous? Ah, all the time. Oh. Yeah. Who was the last one you called cantankerous? Oh, I talk about this podcast I do with this cantankerous uh, old fellow. <laughs> It's called Pods in the Pods in the Pods in the Key of Springfield. Wait, what's the third level then? Well, so it's for, a podcast about Pods in the Pods in the Key of Springfield. Okay, so Pods in the Key of Springfield is you and me. Yeah. Pods in the Pods in the Key of Springfield is... me and my friend Betty Simowitz. We have this podcast. No, you said Ryan Savine for the yeah, first Ryan one. Yeah, Ryan Savine's... Yeah. And then the third one, which is me and Betty talking about Pods in the Pods in the Key of Springfield. Right. Okay. Yeah. And how the we've downloads... Only, how we've the downloads... only covered season one so far, but it is fucking booming. 100,000 the... downloads per episode. Wow. Yeah. I don't know where these people are coming from. I mean, if anything, this is an argument against trickle-down economics because you'd think (laughs) a show about a podcast about a podcast would have some follow-on listeners to the initiating, originating podcast, but apparently not. I I like your use of the phrase, if anything. (laughs) That just really tickled me. (laughs) You know, if anything. (laughs) Yep, that's the one thing. (laughs) Oh dear, I nearly had some soda water go down the wrong way. (coughs) You know, if anything, that would have been a tragedy for me to drown on on air. Well, that's, I mean, I feel like that's probably the way one of us is going to go, right? Yeah. What happens if one of us meets an untimely end? Do we still upload the next episode we have recorded? The other one needs to at least finish the episode, I think. Yeah. Oh, so if it happens mid-recording, what if it happens post-recording pre-upload? Ah, well, obviously we need to still put the episode up. Yeah, right. That's what our our many fans will expect. I guess I have to make sure that one of my computers has the um, uh, password saved for the Podbean account then. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm not going to... Also, when I say one of my computers, I mean, you know, I have two very shit computers. <laughs> I didn't want I didn't want people to think, who's Nick walking around with, his, walking through his Oh, palace? two computers, Nick here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Now, when, uh, when our old mate Apu gets fired from the Quickie Mart for selling a bunch of bad ham. Bad ham. Uh, they pull off his, the, the label on his shirt... Offering to let people try the fried pickles at I think the Quickie Mart. Ask me about our fried pickles. Have you? I'm going to ask you about fried pickles. Have Please. you ever tried a fried pickle? No, but I think I'd be into it. I'm a big uh, pickleman. Let me tell you something. They are fucking delightful. Yeah, right. Are they battered and fried? Yeah, yeah. It's everything you could ever want in a in a food. I've got a jar of pickles. I don't. No, I've got some flour. You're gonna open it up and say, "Let my pickles go." Let my pickles go. Yeah, you have it with like you have a sauce that complements it, like a uh, like a blue cheese sauce or something would be really good. I think. Yeah, it would be really good. Or a hot sauce. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, or I've both. Got... Why not go nuts? I mean, I I'm gonna quickly look up to see how viable it is for me to do deep fried pickles. <laughs> All right. Um, except the pickles I've got probably aren't the <laughs> is size. Is that an episode? They probably aren't the size of American pickles. 
Um, hang on, let's have a squeeze. Oh, they're okay. doing pickle slices. Would you go a whole pickle or a slice? Uh, I would go whole pickle. I would have gone. But whole I'd go pickle like too. a small whole pickle. Yeah, a small one. Yeah, but but well, not maybe a like shop. cut it in half. Cut it in I half. I wouldn't slice it, but you know, Vegetable maybe pickle halves. Attack. Yeah, I could easily. I could easily make these. Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting little development. Yeah. Should we do an Eat My Shorts where we talk about fried pickles? Maybe. <laughs> I'm pretty keen. It seems so tangential, but I, I don't think that's ever stuffed us before. No. Um, did we have... When we did the Butterfingers one, mm. did we brand... No, it was just an Eat My Shorts, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't Are like you a, saying we need a new sub-podcast? I'm just wondering if the food one should be called something different. Uh, like eat my shorts, but for real this time. <laughs> Taste my shorts. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Uh, Alright, sorry. Back yeah, to this. Let's think about it. Now, there's the bit up who's wandering around, and uh, he goes past the Simpsons house, and Homer's watching improv comedy of some kind. Some kind. And there's a guy saying, you know, white guys drive like this, black guys drive like this. I feel like this specific bit has had... A weird cultural impact, more so than like this sort of joke is parodying. Yes, I feel like this specific, you know, white guys drive like this, black guys drive like this, is like an ingrained thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That joke has lived on um, more than most other things. Really, it's like the parody of the thing becomes so prominent that we remember the parody as the thing. Yeah, and I think also the parody, like that p- specific instance of parody has become a shorthand for an entire genre of comedy that no one actually talks about anymore. Yeah. Um, people talk about, yeah, people talk about the parody more than the, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Cultural yeah. impact. Of little is, known American sitcom The Simpsons. Uh, popular animated sitcom The Simpsons is how it's, typically, it's both, you know. typically you prefer to it, but... Uh, so we get Apu, he moves in with the family. Oh, uh, just before that, I enjoy the way that he leans down there, just between you and me, he's smashed hat. <laughs> I've said that I to... I do him. like the lines, I do like the smashed hat, <laughs> smashed clarifier. Hat. Yeah. I've said that to a few people and hats. I don't love the joke about the hat being a day away from retirement. Yeah, that's not It's great. a little silly, yeah. a little too goofy. Goofy. I do like the, the dog in this episode, the constant barking. I kind of oh. skipped over that, but that's fun. The the TV announcing dogman. Yeah. Yep. TV announcing dogman. Yep. Kent dogman. <clears throat> Rover Dangerfield. Gonna get rid of smashed hat. When Apu rocks up in the traditional apology pose of the village, mm. um, <clears throat> something that I don't think is real. The mid so Homer screams. Mm. It cuts. It would have gone from ad break. Comes back. And then he screams again. Yeah. And it's not a continuation of the scream. The scream finishes, and then mm. there's an ad break, and then yeah. the scream starts and finishes again. Don't like that. If it had gone all the way through, fine. If it had faded out and faded back in, fine. Mm. But I don't like that we get a, a complete contiguous scream. Yeah, it's odd. I shouldn't use the word contiguous. We're so close to continuous. Um, it's, a, it's, a con- it, it's a discrete scream. Yeah. A single standalone scream. And then that repeats. Not a fan of that. Yeah, well, these TV shows, I guess, used to be designed around the idea that you might come into the show during the commercial break and need so. to be picked up on. Yeah, it, it's just—it's particularly jarring. It's a little wrinkle. It's jarring in DVD form. Yes, little DVD jar. A little bit like when you watch. By the da- way, have you set up the DVD jar yet? <laughs> 
No, what is it? You just get a jar full of discs. Oh, just any old discs. You mean what, like what Netflix originally was? It's a bit of a rip-off, though, because I signed up, and, you know, it's like $40 a month, and the first jar was just nothing but copies of Scarface. It's <clears> like, <throat> I don't need 40 copies of Scarface. Jarface. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, Jarhead's next month. Oh, oh, oh Jarhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just 40 copies of Jarhead 2, weirdly enough, the straight-to-DVD sequel to the, the movie Jarhead. Is that the um, the movie that follows uh, Jarhead, who was the cousin of Jughead from the Archie comics? No, you're thinking of Coneheads. Oh, Coneheads, the film yeah, about which the is stoners. actually this other, um, this other business Wait. that I've signed up to. Wait. Where you just get cones and there's little heads inside them. Was cone, what, like an ice cream cone? Yeah. Like like sure. edible, edi- edible cones? <laughs> well, you're not going to eat the heads, are you? It depends on what they're made of. Well, you know, just whatever they find in the woods. <laughs> whatever they find in the woods. <laughs> yeah. So, f- fuck. Okay, so you've got someone who's foraging <laughs> yep. for little spherical lumpoids. <laughs> and then... <laughs> little spherical lumpoids? That's how you would describe a head? Well... Kind of, but they're not looking for heads. They're looking for things that they can approximate head forms with. Taking them. Why, why are you taking this weird joke and toning it down into something real? <laughs> yeah, I try to justify the business model for this thing that obviously doesn't exist. I just found it. I found. I found it was too silly. <laughs> oh, that's fair. <sighs> That is um, what most women say to me on the third date. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, Marge owns too much corn. 14 cans of it. Yeah, it's a lot of corn. That's so much corn, so right? So much corn. Did Apu go buy more corn? Because we haven't seen him shopping. Yeah, it's all canned. There's no fresh corn. It's just 14, no corn. 14 it's all, jars of canned corn. It's all canned corn. Yeah. Have you ever been to canned corn? <laughs> what, for spring break? Yeah, you ever seen that movie, The Real Canned Corn? <laughs> Someone rocks up thinking, oh man, I might see some boobs in this movie, it's going to be great. And then it's just a corn factory where they can corn. Yep, this is old Joe, he's responsible for canning the corn. That's so funny. <clears throat> can corn forever. We get a scene of uh, Apu making curry for the family. Yeah. And this is the most 90s, like, family doesn't understand curry scene. Yeah. This is the kind of, like, curry is so ubiquitous now, like... It's not a mysterious food. No, absolutely. And the way Marge and this feels like such a throwback, just like, yeah. oh, this is exotic and weird. Yeah, the way Marge prods at it, saying, well, it's certainly exotic. And it's like, <laughs> it's lentils. Calm down, motherfucker. And there's a later scene where Homer eats some sort of vegetarian curry and it, for some reason, travels up and sits on his brain. No, that's the cholesterol. He says that the co- oh. he says that the vegetables are clearing the cholesterol from his heart and the cholesterol from his heart goes up and sits on Oh, is on that the- what's happening in that scene? That's what's happening in that scene. I don't yeah. like that either. No, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Because one, it like, you know, oh, this is, this is nice. Homer's getting healthy. Whoops, getting healthy has had a horrible, unfortunate side effect that will kill him. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. We get James Woods in this episode. Who's James Woods? Okay, James Woods is this uh, very popular, very good actor who has turned, of course, into a weird right-wing uh, Twitter shit weasel. Oh, that's no fun. Like, he's a real piece of work. He's a very prominent member of, uh, you know, a lot of, like, bad circles. He's a weird one. Oh, that's not good. He also recently, during the Californian fires, like, really did a lot to help people, <laughs> so it's... He's a very weird figure. 
Right. Well, I guess, you know, someone can have this duplicity. Like, I find a lot of people who are complete shitheads are very good at handling fire. I don't know what it is. Like Tony, like, Tony Abbott was, like, a member of... was, like, a volunteer firefighter. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's, like, a, I don't know. There's something about, like, people who are terrible, but are, like, okay at dealing with situations where there's a fire. <laughs> it's such a specific thing. But, like, uh, but are, are there currently two data points in this spreadsheet? I feel James, like there are others. James Woods and Tony Abbott? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm working on a. Yeah. You know, I'll publish my thesis in a few years, and I'll oh, be the uh, yeah. Yeah, right. In this essay, I will. Dot, yeah. dot, dot, dot. The heat. Uh, it'll be you know a temperature, and then the heat of which shit burns. <laughs> That'll be the. Uh, right. Yeah. But James Woods. Uh, Speaking of that, weird to see him and stuff now because he is like genuinely a shitbag. Speaking of the heat at which shit burns, is there any burns in this episode? Any Burns? Mr. Burns. Don't believe so. Monty Burns. I don't think so. Interesting. Hmm. I just find it interesting when every now and then characters are absent. Mr. Burns, the sixth main character. Oh, we got a um, message from one of our listeners the other day. Yeah. Uh, Diane. Sure. Diana. Uh, Diana, yep. Uh, did you see that with the, the chart of like which characters appear the most and Mr. Burns was sixth? Oh, I did look at that, yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, yeah, and I responded to her saying, there it is, there's the proof. Mr. So, Burns, sixth member of The Simpsons. So, did the did that chart also include my dishwasher, my <laughs> my coffee machine, motorbike mic? We're almost definitely going to receive that chart now. <laughs> All the other beloved characters. I think my coffee machine turned off as we sat down to watch these episodes. It so understood. It, it, it knew. It, it knew that today wasn't the day for a coffee machine cameo. Not today. Uh, I like they, they go to the Monster Mart. Papa, <laughs> Dear, don't you fucking... That kid is dead. We killed him over Christmas. Jesus Christ. (laughs) By not putting out an episode for a few weeks. No, what we did was we got the Ferrero Rochers and we took the chocolate out and put little lumps of coal in each one. Oh, shit. He didn't realise he ate them, but then he got consumption. (laughs) That's worse. The disease was the black lung. (laughs) Not sure who this voice is either. That's like a... Could have done it in professorial voice. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like the cousin of a professor. Yeah. I don't know if you've named that character. I'd just say my professorial voice. (laughs) And then he ate into the little pretend chocolates and ended up with a black soot-filled lung. Well, maybe you could get a product like that at a Monster Mart where shopping is a baffling ordeal. Fuck. I... As a kid, I thought, that's a funny slogan, shopping being a baffling ordeal. Now, as an adult, here are the things I think about it. A, baffling, very good word. Any use of the word baffling gets a tick from me, whether it relates to things being confusing or whether it relates to soundproofing and sound engineering and general sound design. Sure. Um, Also... Is everything now Monster Mart? Because I feel like every shopping experience has become a baffling ordeal. Well, I feel like this is specifically referring to like a Costco sort of place. Sure. Have you ever been to Costco? I haven't. What, you what would have a hard time at Costco. I believe those places are called Hypermarts because they are, that is in theory, ranked above Super in terms of oh, really? size. The Hypermart. I've been to Costco a few times. I got my, my entertainment unit there, like a... A lot of big stuff there. You like big things? You like big jars of shit you don't need? I love big jars of shit. Because Costco's great for big fucking jars full of shit. Well, I used to go to a... cheap jeans. I used to go to a a wholesale place. Yeah. um, One of of those places where 
Uh, I think Costco, you need to be a member. Yeah, there's a membership. Yeah, whereas this other wholesale place I used to go to, you needed to have like a business with an ABN before you could oh, really? register for it. it was, yeah, and so because dad ran his own business, we went to this wholesale place. And I loved that place because yeah. it was it was like the kind of Costco thing, like the Monster Mart, but before that stuff was really widespread. So you'd go there and there would be big plastic 20 kilogram buckets of mayonnaise you know just the kind of stuff that when you're 15 you're like hey there's so much mayonnaise it's so so bafflingly awesome that's your impression of a 15 year old pretty much but then you'd turn around away from the mayonnaise aisle Hmm. and then there'd be like fishing rods and it's just like what the fuck, which I understand that people have told me that that's what Costco is like. Yeah, basically. You, you, a lot of jeans, a lot of books, a lot of outdoor equipment. Yeah. And then, like, you can buy, like, 40 kilos of prawns. Maybe not 40 kilos. Maybe 40, only 35. Well, 30, 37.8. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do... I like those shops, and also I'm not a fan of those shops. Yeah. You can get a big pizza for, like, no money. Get a hot dog for a dollar, I think. We well, can get a hot dog for a dollar at IKEA, but you wouldn't. You can they... eat like a real piece of shit at, uh, at a Costco. I'll keep that in you mind. You really get it done. I am a real piece of shit, so. Yeah, well, piece of shit. It's I, fine. I, I you do, do en- need a membership, though. I do enjoy eating. Eating's pretty good. I'm me. Hey, don't right. jerk me around, fella. I feel like I've done too many just quotes in, in these batches of episodes. I think I'm you're gonna... fine. We do. No, I'm going to. I think we're fine. I'm going to train those out. I don't want to do quotes anymore. Uh, I do like I'm me, though. It is good. Yeah. And it is good, especially in circumstances where... Actually, maybe I'll turn that into a How the Simpsons Ruin My Life. Because that's what I use a lot for... Me if, too. If a friend of mine ever gives... N- not even unclear directions, but if a friend of mine ever gives any directions, like, <coughs> oh, so at, at three o'clock we'll meet at this place, but then we're going to have dinner here at five. Who's, who's dinner at five? Anyway, whatever. Someone gives that, and then it's going, I'm... Me? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, a Tell good, them not to jerk you around. I don't tell people not to jerk me around. Well, you should. People are jerking you all over the place. Herking and jerking. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Very good. Better go to that wholesale place and get an enormous box of tissues. Oh, yeah? Have you got um tissue box <laughs> subscription service that just sends you a single box of tissues every month? Thirty-five dollars. I, I wouldn't surprise. I wouldn't be surprised if that became a real thing. In yeah. the vein of who gives a crap, but much more nasal. Yeah, we're going to do an ad read for them. Yeah. Hey, do you need some tissues? Why are you go to tissue box? What are you so afraid of? Hey, doesn't it suck to just sneeze in your hand like yeah. a fuckwit? You look down, your hand's covered in snot and blood. What's going on? Yeah. Why don't to wipe it away with, you idiot? Go see a doctor. Or, even better, sign up to Tissue Box, and then with the lovely little bloody two-plies, all your, all your expulsions and secretions yeah. are locked away in a little package in the bin. You're bleeding. You didn't know about it, did you, Tiger? Yeah. And uh, let's read the official uh, ad read here. Tissue Box is a... Uh... A subscription service. These fucking idiots can't even get the copyright. These fucking dickhead idiots. These worthless freaks. Subscription. Imagine. Ah, man. What a bad business. Uh, Use the the promo code uh, Springfield Keys to get 1% off your third order. Is that a cousin of um, singer Alicia Keys? Yeah. (laughs) They, uh, she, uh, she, um, she works with uh, Jack Black because Jack White did that song with Alicia Keys for Quantum of Solace. All right. Yeah. Um, it's gone over my head. Get some fucking tissues already, you dickhead. 
Yeah. There we go. Okay, that was good. Oh, good ab read. <laughs> yeah. It's weird they wrote all that stuff about Alicia Keys. <laughs> yeah, very specific. <laughs> Tissue Box is a weird company. Yeah. I wouldn't use them. I wouldn't use them. No. Anyway, uh, lamps.com. <laughs> Do you... <laughs> hey, it's fucking dark outside. Get some lamps, you idiot. Are you sick of lining up at the lamp you office? You can't see shit, dickhead. <laughs> oh, ramps.com are you sick of having to drive everywhere at such ground level <laughs> uh, right anyway whatever pamps.com hey why don't you get some adult underwear very nice thank you for the four people who told us that pampers are a brand of adult or, uh, not necessarily adult nappies I think they are just nap oh they are okay. I think so I don't need to say that note. My last note is going to be, I enjoyed the Apu song features a reference to geodesic domes. That was your last note. That's like midway through the episode. That's fine. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Yeah, they sing the song. When I first arrived, you're all such jerks, but now I've come to love your quirks. Yep. Maggie, I say bright. Uh, Marge, hair, Frank Lloyd Wright. Lisa can philosophize, but he's adept at spinning lies. Mm. Home is a delightful fella. Sorry about the salmonella. Yes. Which is okay. Uh, I don't really have a bit here. I'm just sort of saying what happens in the song. Yeah, I feel like you're just reeling off song lyrics. <laughs> yeah. What is this bit? Uh, I'm blue, WDWDA. You know, it just keeps going on like in that sort of... Uh... I don't recall that bit of the breakdown. Have you seen the video for that song, by the way, recently? Like, no. It is an excellent example of shit Late 2000s <laughs> 3D computer animation. Oh, fantastic. Go check out Blue by Eiffel 65, everyone. It is a it is a monument to bad um, animation. So, uh, let's see. Some more stuff happens in this episode. Eventually, Homer and Apu have to go to India to go to the original Quickie Mart. Yes. And I feel like making the Quickie Mart this like ceremonial kind of mystical thing is... Oh. Kind of funny, but they don't really do enough with it. Uh, I kind of like yeah. the joke of like this very inconvenient location, and there's like this wise guy, like a wise man, a yeah. wise guy, wise guy. <laughs> um, I almost like I like I'd like to see Apu and Homer have to wait behind a customer. Yes, like someone that was actually using the convenience shop. Yeah, that'd be great. Someone that was actually doing the shopping there. Yeah, and that's also, our punch-up for this uh, old script. My problem that I've always had with this bit is... Um, and I get that, you know, once again, it's these things where I'm pulling apart something that is just a literary work of fiction. But I've always felt like they should each get three questions. It's always baffled me that <laughs> he, he treats them as one collective. Mm. Um, and when he's like, no, that's it, you've had your three <coughs> questions, like, but they all came from the one guy. I don't like that. If they'd given Apu three questions and he somehow fucked it up as well, that could be a thing. I suppose so, yes. That, yeah. yeah, but then it wouldn't have been Homer's fault and the whole, whole thing's meant to be Homer's fault. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is a good episode. It doesn't of need to be Homer's fault. And we should could, try uh, to rewrite it. Yeah, I guess yeah. not. I don't know. Uh, the sign, what does it say? The master knows all except the combination to the safe. That's a relatively funny joke. Mm. 
That is very, very good. That's a good bit of business. I enjoy it. Good bit of of banter. Yeah, so they fuck everything up, and they go back, and Harpo says, I'm going to go back to the Quickie Mart, back for my job, I'm Harpo, baby. Those are all the things he says. He goes there, James Woods is, you know, James Wooding is around, you know, he's like on Twitter tweeting about, uh, uh, you know, probably tweeting about how much he loves Trump or whatever, and uh, a guy comes in, a thief. Yes. A vagabond. Yes. And he, he you know, comes in with his gun. Of thieving and theftery. Yeah. Why does that guy fire his gun? He doesn't get any money. He just tries to shoot James Woods. But does he shoot... Does James- he know? Does he shoot James Woods because he says, give me your money or I'll shoot? And then he's like, well, I have to go through on the promise now. He doesn't even say... He just comes in and says, well, your next hit is going to be number three with a bullet. Yeah. Could have gotten some money. Yeah, I suppose. Doesn't really suppose, try to rob him. Yeah. Shoots him and runs. Shoots him and runs. Yeah. Got no money in the end. Yeah. Hmm. No attempt. Maybe that, maybe that was actually... Maybe that was a setup by Apu. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. Maybe he was like, I'm not going to get my job back unless I can do something heroic to benefit the store. Mm. I'll get this guy as like yeah. a pretend theftman. Yeah. And he says, like, you have to shoot me in this exact spot in my chest so it ricochets off the bullet already implanted in there. Exactly. And at the end, James Woods at the hospital says, uh, Apu is a small token of appreciation. I got you your job back. How did he do that exactly? I don't know. I imagine he went back to... Well, I mean, technically, James Woods would have have to gone all the way to India. Yeah. To the very convenience store that Homer and Apu were just at. Why does James Wood have so much clout with the Quickie Mart? I don't He's know. He's worked there for like a week. I'm starting to think that no one in Springfield understands how jobs are supposed to work. Because in the very last episode, we had... Uh, was that the episode before? Don't know. Everything's gone weird Which tonight. episode are you talking about? I don't know. The, no, the one where the Bart's chalkboard was... I don't have the authority to fire substitute teachers. Yeah, that like, well, might yeah. have been last episode of the podcast. I don't know. That was possibly, a... but it's like, yeah, clearly, you're a student. You're yeah. a, you're a ten year old little boy. Yeah, but apparently, then goes and gets a job. But apparently, that has happened, and he has he needs to be told that he can't actually fire a substitute teacher. Mm. And maybe all that took for James L. Wood, James, James L. Woods <laughs> for for James Woods to get Apu his job back was to say oh, you should give him his job back. Do you think if you're famous enough, you can just, like, make stuff like that happen? Maybe. I sometimes think, like, you know, whenever I'm, you know, suffering a misfortune, if I'm, you know, having money problems, that sort of thing, I think if I was just friends with, like, one famous rich person, I could just, like, fix my life up. Yeah, probably. Like, we could get, if we just knew one famous person and they just retweeted the fucking podcast, Mm. our listenership would quadruple. Would that fix all your problems? (laughs) Our our listenership quadrupling? (laughs) I didn't realize that was. It the would only... make the tiniest of dents. I didn't realize that was the only thing holding you back. Well, you know, as I think I've told you before, I am very, uh, very loosely related to Anthony Hopkins. He is my grandmother's cousin. So sure. maybe if I reach out to old Uncle Anthony, to uh, um, get him involved. Is that Silence of the Lambs? Uh, yes, right. he played Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. He is uh, the probably the second best Hannibal Lecter after Mads Mikkelsen, but I'm not related to Mads Mikkelsen. Wow. Although if Mads Mikkelsen is listening, uh, would love to have you on the podcast. Sure. Everyone would listen to that episode and then throw away their phones because nothing would ever match up. Do you reckon he has a podcast called Mads Mikkelsen? Oh, I would if I was him. Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, we both love you on about the same level, I think. Uh, I don't think Nick has ever seen any of your films, but it's safe to assume if he did, he'd be a fan. Was he in Teen Beach 2? 
Uh, I believe he played the beach. <laughs> what a performance! <laughs> what a performance! Yeah, it was uh, it was him and uh, Sandy Duncan. This has been pods in the key of Springfield. Eh? <laughs> Sandy Duncan, what I like to do when playing beach basketball. <laughs> Very good. And if you would like to sign up for Basket of Balls, our promo code is uh, Puzz in the Key of. You can use that to get 3% off uh, your first basket full of balls. Minimum spend $400. Yes. You get so many balls. Surprisingly few baskets. Yeah. It's a real discrepancy. (laughs) It it is. If anything, it's a logistical nightmare. So this has been Pods in the Key of Springfield. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, you know, social media. You know how it works. Yeah. Uh, you can email us at podsinthekeyofspringfield at gmail.com. Click the links in the show notes. <laughs> We're part of the A Lot of Green Network. Oh, uh, got a lot of great shows on there. Listen to all of them. Yep. Uh, Woozer Wazzle. Woozer... Wait. Woo- what did you say? I'm me? No, wait, because I normally do a line from, from the, the episodes we've just yeah, watched. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just thought your line was bullshit, but it sounded very similar to mine. What was your line? Woozer Wuzzle. And where'd you get that from? This, uh, the, the previous episode. just the previous episode of the podcast. The Box Factory episode. Box Factory? Didn't that happen? Did, w- and don't, <laughs> was that not in this recording? <laughs> don't joke me around, fella. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm me. Bye. Episode 13, Homer and Apu. Okay, I'm going to make a proposal here. Should we take a break for a moment? Um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm slightly losing my mind Yeah, again. yeah I can kind of tell. <laughs> I'm going to refill my water. Yeah. Propose is taking a moment. <laughs> Sorry, I kept thinking about freely the bottle mostly full of axolotl. <laughs> Such a specific <laughs> series of words. Oh, I'm done with my cup. I don't want to lose another cup. And here it is. I think that was the one? Yeah. And I listen to quite a bit of comedy bang bang and they're, uh, yeah, they take breaks quite often. I used to think, oh, that's so they can put in ads and stuff like that. But I've kind of come to realize, no, they would just go insane if they record the whole thing all the way through every time. <laughs> Tainted glass. Oh, tainted glass.
This tainted glass I'm drinking, fill it with lime from my kitchen. Take this lime and squeeze it all in my glass. Whoa. Something's not worth it. <laughs> I tried. This is a very shit platter. Love a good shit platter. I've got a new Instagram account, shit platter. You can see me just like the real shit I'm like, posting things that are, uh, you know, outside of your uh, economic mode of understanding. <laughs> Not really the phrase I'm looking for, I don't know, I don't think I like shit I'm like, I don't think it's the point I'm trying to make. The fact that My mind just barely works right now. The fact that they, only yesterday, said we're not posting any more fight videos. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you never should have, <laughs> you fucking idiots. <laughs> Oh, because you know they're actually really serious and people get hurt in them. Yeah. yeah. If I could absolute bandersnatch. I actually didn't see that post at all because I do not follow the page. Oh, I check it every now and then. I I did start following it when I was trying to get that um uh that video that I did to become viral. Oh yeah. The reindeers. Reindeers. Which I thought was a a chunk, because that, you know, The Horses is a big viral song, and it was just before Christmas. I thought it was the perfect time to get a Christmas cover of The Horses to go viral. And it did not. And I was sad. So I watched that video and realised, I don't know what horses sounds like. <laughs> That's the funny part, that no one does. I legitimately had to learn the verses to parody the verses. Well, like, I couldn't even hum it. Like, I don't know what that song is. <laughs> It has escaped me somehow. I'm just aware it's a thing everyone talks about. Yeah. But that, that's an interesting wrinkle. <laughs> but this happens to me all the time. Like, people are just somehow aware of music that I have not heard of. Alright. I now have an extra... I have two glasses now. Right, you're getting it done. Getting it done. In the words of... Um, in the phrase that the host of Blink-155 use, I'm a bevy boy. <clears throat> bevy boy. Bevy boy. Bevy boy. Have we started Homer and Apu? No. <laughs> okay.